Yo, you just made it just in time for another episode of Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, and I'm Riz. This is a weekly podcast where we, two guys who just got exclusive tickets to the Comic-Con DC fandom, talk about movies, music, TV, or anything we think you guys might like to listen to. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, and you can follow us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. In episode 47, we review the movie The Gift. There's possible X-Men animated revival news, casting announcements, and so much more. Riz will let you in on what DVDs and music albums are available now to purchase. I'll tell you the fact of the week. And this week's Six Degrees of Separation Connection is Jennifer Tilly and Bernadette Peters. Two beautiful women who apparently don't age. But first, quick news. So, just this past week, DC Comics released a trailer for their own 24-hour online virtual fan experience called DC Fandom. It will celebrate all things DC. Think Comic-Con, but exclusive DC comic content. It will begin August 22nd at 10 a.m. You can bet we'll see updates on the Justice League Schneider Cut, the new Suicide Squad sequel, and Wonder Woman 1984. Or is it Wonder Woman 84? In addition to that, we will sure get some news on future DC comics, films, video games, and TV shows. The service and entry free is free. I thought it was exclusive. I thought we got exclusive tickets. What's going on? Just head over to dcfandom.com. All right, I'm, I'll, I'll be first in line. I think everyone is first in line. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's. I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm. They just released a picture of Zack Snyder's ver- version of Steppenwolf from yes. the Snyder Cut, which is a lot scarier than than the version that we saw in theaters. Mm. Uh, gosh, there was news about Suicide Squad recently. A video game. Oh yes, they're they're thinking about possibly doing a video game. Yeah. So the video game is like Reverse Justice League, basically where you play the Suicide Squad, and the mission is to possibly kill the Justice League. Uh, there's some posters where they have a bullet. Of, At Superman's head? Yeah. It looks pretty cool. I, I might be interested in that. We'll see. Uh, For you to say that you're interested in a video game. That's not Mario. <laughs> that's not Mario <laughs> or Two Dimension. It's It says a lot. We'll see. Uh, you know what? I, I I was actually looking at speaking of DC. I was looking at the the DC streaming service. Is yes. there a special name for that, or just it's just DC streaming service? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was going I was going through it like what they have, and there's some stuff that I might be interested in. Um, but I got to the Batman animated series, which for me, you know, you had X Men animated series, and I had the Batman animated animated series. Yeah. They didn't have the whole thing. No. And, like, they had, like, two seasons. And I'm, I'm like, why? You know? That would have probably put it over the edge. Because I would, I could sit there and see myself re-watching that show because it was so good. Um, but why wouldn't, why wouldn't they have the whole thing? I'm not sure. I'm very on the fence with the DC streaming service and HBO Max. I'm not sold for it because it's such a limited content it's just like i don't i guess one dim- dimension um i mean yeah disney plus has marvel but you have disney movies as well and the simpsons and the simpsons and star wars and national geographic so and it is only six dollars a month 
Exactly. You know? So 1499 for a service. I'm not is sure. Is that how much DC is? 1499? I think it's a little less, but 1499 for an HBO Max service, I think that's a little a little steep for me. Yeah, we'll wait until again, like we said, the Schneider cut comes out or the Michelle Williams show comes out. Yes. Um I will be I'll pay $30 a month for Mich- the Michelle Williams show. <laughs> um but yeah, that would that would have put it over the edge for me to, to at least try it for a week. Maybe I still will. We'll see. All right, cool. Um, moving on. So, ever since the Fox to Disney acquisition took place, 90s kids like myself have been eager, hopeful, and impatiently waiting for a revival of the X-Men animated TV show. And in a recent virtual panel at Wizard World, producer Larry Houston confirmed that early discussions have taken place. He says that the reboot has been pitched and it is leaving it up to Disney to put it into series order. Though Mr. Houston is semi-retired, he says that this is one of his very few projects that he would be happy to return to work. He says, we had the talk and that's about it. We've made conversation and it's up to them to make the decision, but we've let them know that we've all or that we're all available for whatever they want to do in the future. Many original voice actors like Cal Dahl who played Wolverine is keen to return. Wow, that's that's pretty awesome. You know what could uh help push it over the edge for our li- you know, to our to our listeners that they can do is actually watch the series on Disney Plus. The more views that gets, mm-hmm. the more that'll show how how much interest it is in in that. And I think it's doing pretty well from what I hear. I think it did just that. As soon as we found out in Disney Plus that X-Men the animated series was going to be there, it really Oh, I thought that guy was gonna back up into a light pole. I was like, holy crap, I have the window here as we are recording. Uh, but anyways, yeah, uh, I'm sure they saw a spike of of Disney, of X-Men animated show viewers. And I'm really excited. There have been other cartoon series such as X-Men Evolution that took place after. And then after uh, Wolverine and the, and the X-Men. I personally think that they're going to focus on the 90s X-Men as a reboot and focus is there. And I'm I'm not really going to think about anything like how you said in the last podcast about Scream. I'm just going to hmm. take it as it is. I'm not going to make any speculations or anything of that nature. And hopefully it does come to fruition. That, that would be pretty cool. Uh, on other um, uh, animated show reboots news, uh, another one of my favorites was Animaniacs. Yes, that's right. Uh, me and my brother Matt used to watch it. Um, back in the day, uh, they're rebooting it on Hulu. Uh, the first, uh, I think, thirteen episode season is premiering this November, or it might be October, and then another thirteen episodes is going to premiere next February. I'm I'm crazy excited about that. I'm I'm excited to see what, what they do to bring it back. Um, we'll see. Uh, but on the subject of Marvel Universe, uh, you have been pretty excited about a brand new game that's coming out uh, based on the Avengers. Yes, and very you, much so. You, you pre-ordered it, and uh, you were able to play a beta version of it this past weekend. Yes. Uh, you and our Oklahoma friend Kyle, uh, who has some thoughts about it. So my final thoughts on the beta is that it's a hybrid mix of Marvel's Ultimate Alliance, Destiny, Anthem, 
and it takes the best of what those games had, and I think it tries to mix it in to something that's kind of unique and different, but also feels like something you've played before. Um, I think the beta was really fun. It was really exciting. Um, I'm hoping that there will be um, more of a difference on the um, co-op missions, and I'm very excited to explore more of the story. Oh, cool! Uh, thank you, Kyle. Uh, thank you. So, what do you what do you think about that? Do you agree? Disagree? I actually obviously have to agree with what Kyle have to say. Uh, I do think it's a mix of Anthem and uh, Destiny. The queuing to do missions do feel a lot like like Destiny, and Iron Man's uh, flight and the controls or the mechanic do feel a lot like Anthem. The control of the mechanics of the game does feel like Spider-Man, uh, and the combos are very smooth. I was honestly ready to hate this game because it is what it is. Uh, I had really bad experience with Anthem, a game that I was so hopeful and ready to take on. And uh, on the bright side of Anthem, they're doing a 2.0 a la Destiny 2.0. Uh, but back to Marvel Avengers Beta, I thoroughly enjoyed it. What I like about it is that uh, you, as you customize your character, your gear doesn't change. Hmm. So you have Iron Man's suit, but if he has like a gauntlet that increases his, let's say, his stamina by 5%, the gauntlet doesn't change. It's still his suit, though oh, okay. you can upgrade to his other Mark One, Mark Two, Mark Three suits, but the customization doesn't change, which I like. Another fun thing about Iron Man is that when he calls upon the Hulk Buster, other players can go into the Hulk Buster, not only Iron Man. So if Kyle's playing Black Widow, his character could go into the Hulk Buster and be the Hulkbuster. Remind me what is the is that the big, the big the Iron big, Man? Yeah, the big suit? Iron Man robot. I didn't know that's what it was. Okay. The Hulkbuster. I learned something new today. Uh yeah, uh mechanics are smooth. Uh you can tell that a bunch of stuff is very limited and for obvious reason there's three betas before the actual release of the game and I would say if you are a true fan of Marvel, go for it. If you still want to wait, I uh, for for the game to come out wait that's not a problem at all but i liked it i like the mechanics um and i'll keep you posted on what else uh it goes after this yeah there's gonna be another beta weekend right next weekend that yes you'll be that'll take up our weekend next week i'm excited <laughs> yeah and lots of netflix movies for me yeah and final fantasy 14, a game that I am heavily in with Kyle as well, and my friend Rin, and my gaming friend Darian, is having a huge patch today, a uh, 24-hour patch, so they're going to be including a lot of content, and a lot of upgrade, a lot of new missions, and main story quests, and rewards, and, and a lot of cool, fun things uh, to make the game smoother from here on out, and that's something that I'm excited to play starting tomorrow. Very cool. So, oh, uh... Moving on. <laughs> so uh, there is some new casting and, uh, uh, you know, d director news, directing news uh, coming out lately. Jared Leto announced via Instagram that his, next, that in his next film, he will portray 
the great Andy Warhol. With a with a picture of Warhol himself, he captioned, "Yes, it's true. I will be playing Andy Warhol in an upcoming film." I'm he's and so grateful and excited about the opportunity. We miss you, and you're a genius. Obviously, referring to Andy Warhol. Warhol is an American artist, film director, and producer. He was a leading figure in the visual art movement known as pop art. One of Warhol's famous paintings is the Marilyn Diptych, Diptych which is the four panel with different colors of Marilyn Monroe. Yep. And it was used uh, for the, um, or a version of that was used for the Obama uh, change election artwork. Um, the original painting, as of 2013, of Marilyn Monroe, of course, sold for $105.4 million. And here's a fun fact about this painting. Uh, it's not just four. There's over 30 versions of that type of Technicolor that Andy Warhol did uh, for that whole art piece. So we're used to seeing just the four bright, yeah. you know, yellow, pink type color but there's actually over 30 of them wow that's um, that's awesome what else is is in the casting news uh tom hanks is in early negotiations to play the woodcarver geppetto in robert zemeckis's pinocchio the movie will be a live action remake from house of mouse 1940 film of the same name obvi <laughs> disney had reached out to hanks when the movie was being helmed by paddington director paul king but it didn't go through Upon hearing that Zemeckis will be sitting in the director chair, chair, Tom Hanks reached out with interest. Both Hanks and Zemeckis worked in famous films like Castaway, Forrest Gump, and The Polar Express. Zemeckis is also responsible for other movies like Back to the Future Trilogy and Death Becomes Her. And finally, Nia DaCosta is set to direct the upcoming sequel of Captain Marvel. Badass. DaCosta is currently helming the much-anticipated revival of Candyman, which I'm dying to see, that mm -hmm. will be released uh, later this year, I believe, on Video video On Demand. I, I think that's yes. next month, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, with DaCosta in the director chair, Megan McDonnell, who is currently working in the upcoming WandaVision series, will pen the script. So that's a lot of casting news. Uh, I also want to point out that for Jared Leto, it's still not clear whether it will be a Andy Warhol biopic or a movie where Andy Warhol is in it. I have a feeling for such a big actor, it's not going to be like a cameo where he's playing Andy Warhol. It's probably going to be uh, uh, a lead a lead character. The last person who played Andy Warhol was Evans Peter in American Horror Story. Uh, and also, more Gerletto news, he's in the reboot for Tron, which I found out today. Is that confirmed? Yes. I they, thought that was They found a, a director that I cannot think of right now, but I was like, oh my god, I did not know that they decided to do, I think it's a sequel. To the remake. Or actually, yeah. the, the 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 recent remake uh, was uh, a straight up sequel, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I never saw any of them. Have you? No, I did see. I'm lying to you. I did see the first one. Don't remember it. Happy about DaCosta in the director chair for Captain Marvel. I feel like she can bring a lot of her personality into this movie and a lot of her vibe. I love it. And. Uh, 
Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Ah. I, I guess I see it. I, they're going to have to make him look older. I just find it funny how he was not interested until Zemeckis joined, and it was him who reached out. I guess sometimes you, you have a rapport with, with a director or someone. Like Tim Burton and Johnny, Johnny and Depp. And Johnny Depp, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I don't know. <laughs> I love Tom Hanks. He's a fantastic ass ass. <laughs> he, well, you know, back in the day, <laughs> I'm sure with his movie Big. Anyways, uh, what? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think that was a lot dirtier than you, you made it out. He's to a be. fantastic actor, and I believe he's one of America's treasure. And I guess he know he'll take it. He'll I'm, take the role and he'll make it his own. Um, generally, I'm excited for a live action uh, Disney version of of. Uh, of Pinocchio, I, I, it, there's another one coming out with um, by Gilmore Gilmore del Toro, isn't there? Yes, but we, that one is a more. It's not Disney. It's not Disney. It's, it's more creepier, right? Which is something that's probably up your alley. Cool. Or yeah, I mean, up your alley. You like the the grim fairy tale movie that we watched, or oh was God. it was that this year? Hansel and Gretel. Hansel and Gretel. I think it was last year. It might have been this past January. Really? That's how yes. that's how long the this year has been. It oh feels like ten freaking years ago. Uh, I think it was. Yes. Damn. Yes, I remember now. I love that movie so so much. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be back with the movie review, The Gift. Sweet. We're back. Thanks for sticking around with us. Uh, we have some special announcements. Uh, yeah, yes. b- before we get into the our review of the gift, uh, I want to give a special shout out to uh, my nephews, uh, AJ, who turns 13 today. We just got off a video chat singing him happy birthday, which was chaotic. Everyone was showing their pets. It was so funny. I loved it. It was, it was, it's like, hi, here's my cat. Here's my dog. (laughs) Here's our dog. (laughs) Uh, It was, it was, it was cute. Um, and my other nephew, uh, Nicholas has a birthday coming up. I believe he's going to be 12. Oh, okay. There's a, there's a name, a name for that where brother brothers or, or siblings are exactly a year apart or within a year apart. I forget the name of it. My sister and I are just, just over a year. Yeah. 55 days. Um, and my, of course, my niece, Cammy is going to be 20 at the end of this month. I love her. The 18th? She's I don't awesome. know anyone's birthdays Cammie, anymore. Cami, if you're listening, I just want to let you know that you're awesome and you're smart and intelligent, and we hope that you have an awesome birthday. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Yeah, I love you too, Cami, and we hope to see you soon. Uh, besides that, or in addition to that, uh, your brother... We forgot one birthday. Today is Zanky, our dog's ninth birthday. Oh, yeah, that's right. Happy birthday, Zanky. I did post a picture of our four dogs that we have. He's the black dog, the Rottweiler Coonhound mix. And he turns uh, nine today. When I when we got him, it was originally our old next-door neighbor who thought he was a full-bred Rottweiler. And when they saw that it wasn't, they decided to give it to us. And he's been... With my family, and then when we moved in together, is uh, he came over to our house, um, and he's been a very loyal, loyal friend of ours. Yep, we love Zinky, and uh, he happened. His birthday happens to be uh, 
on the anniversary of Snoopy as well. Today is the 70th anniversary of Snoopy. All, all this in one day. Wow, so much to celebrate today. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, everyone. Happy birthday. <laughs> Uh, so your brother, uh, Nick, and Barbara invited us to go kayaking, and we kind of hit a dead end. Uh, he said that to meet him at this place, which we're not going to mention, because <laughs> we're not those type of people to give bad reviews like that. Um, and he's like, look, there's this place where you can rent out kayaks. They open at 10 a.m. And we were there, because I, th- I, I want to say we are punctual people. Yeah, we were there, like... Uh, 10 a.m. We were there at 9.45 waiting at the gate. Yeah. And so we were just there and then 10 o'clock came and 10.15 came. And at that time, your brother and Barbara was already at the water with their kayaks. I'm like, I'll wait until 10.30 the most. And, and we, then... we both called and we heard like a freaking cell phone inside the locked uh, uh, concession, stand. concession ringing. Uh Okay. And then we left and we went somewhere to have lunch and they called us at 10.50 and they're like, hey, we're, we had a late start, um, but you guys can come back. And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. I'm going to make a U-turn right now. <laughs> but I didn't because I was so upset. They kind of ruined our morning, but things happen for a reason and yeah. it just bugs us. Well, we'll try again uh, next time. Uh, we'll give them the uh, extra hour next time. I guess. And also, big news, guys. Next week, we will have a guest. Stay tuned for that. And we'll have another guest after that. So we have two guests back-to-back in our next two episodes. So stay tuned. Hit the subscribe button. And make sure you get notified from us so you can listen. We're coming up on our uh, one-year... Season finale. uh, Which is not the next week, but the following week, right? Yes. So, yeah, we're almost done with an entire year of this podcast. Uh, Holy moly. Who knew it would go this long? And I think we'll probably talk about, like, our best and worst (laughs) moments here. (laughs) Um, But, yeah. All right, so moving on to our review, the movie that we did see last week was The Gift. It was released in 2015 with a $5 million budget, and it grossed over $43 million domestically. Not bad. Uh, And worldwide, it did a lot more. I think it did over $50 million. It's it's weird because I remember the trailers originally, and... I don't remember it doing as well as I, I apparently it did. It's it's the critics, man, that kills the movie. Yeah. Or quote unquote critics, those yeah. that think that they. I mean, I guess I wouldn't call ourselves critics, just very judgy gaze. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It was directed by jo- Joel Edgerton, who directed uh, Boy Raced, and the cast include Jason Bateman, who I'd grown to like. Uh, Rebecca Hall, Joe Edgerton himself, Alyssa Tolman, Tim Griffin, Busy Phillips, and Adam Lazare White. And the movie is about a young married couple's lives are thrown into a harrowing tailspin when an acquaintance's oops, when an acquaintance <laughs> from the husband's past brings mysterious gifts and horrifying secrets to light after more than 20 years. Honestly, more I more than 30 years. Yeah, well, I don't know. Okay. Well, I honestly don't remember the movie. I didn't know this movie was made. Uh, I don't know what this is about. And it was produced by Bloomhouse, so I kind of have an idea. 
of what this movie might as well that it would be, be. like a suspense thriller type thing yeah, yeah. and i want to say this is bloom house is probably less gory less oh yeah I, uh movie out of all that they've done it had to have been pg-13 right yeah uh, so Jason Bateman and Rebecca Hall is a couple that moves to California for a new life, a new lease on life, and they are just trying to get their house together, and uh, Jason Bateman has a new job, and they run into an old friend of Jason Bateman, played by Joel Edgerton, named Gordon, or Gordo, uh, where they just reconnect, and they invite him over. Well, not really. They don't invite him over. Yeah. That's wrong. Jason Bateman's character, like, did everything in his power to, to like, basically have nothing to do with him. He didn't want to tell his wife, you know, why or anything. It's just like, okay, yeah, take, yeah, okay, oh, yeah, we knew each other. Oh, okay, let me get your number. Sure, we'll call you. But he he had no, absolutely no intention of, of calling him. Uh, no, not at all. So he mysteriously shows up in, in, their, on, in their house. And they bring a gift of wine, I guess, and and that's what the the title is about. He keeps bringing these gifts in order to like befriend him more. He tries to c- reconnect with the old high school friend. I wouldn't, I guess, we wouldn't call it friends, but there's something more going on. Obviously, Jason Bateman is adamant. He's like, look, this guy. I don't know. I find it weird that he just shows up and giving it like a. A bad rapport about Gordo and how his wife, Rebecca, is too nice because she thinks that Gordo is very sweet and he seems like he just wants to be friends and want to reconnect. And Jason Bateman's like, no, 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 no. Like, he's weird. Yeah, like he's socially awkward, but, um, you know, some people are socially awkward. After Looking at myself. (laughs) (laughs) After a while, Jason... Uh, Bateman's character tells Rebecca that he was called Weirdo, Gordo Weirdo, in high school, and he was sent off to military school uh, because he was so weird. So she took it as what it is and went with it. Um, he was like, she. I, I feel like not necessarily she went with it. Like, she felt there was more going on, but... Um, he was like adamant to not go any further with his explanations, you know, which, uh, like the way that he talked to her, it's like, just drop it. Just, I don't want to talk about it. Like it was, it, it was a sign of, I guess, things to come with him. Yes. Um, it was a little creepy. And in this movie, you start feeling creepy about Gordo. You, he shows up to these people's houses unannounced. They get, he gifts them uh, koi fishes for the koi ponds, uh, wine. Uh, what else do they uh, gift them? Well, there's like a series of gifts later, but um, it's a lot of notes and and stuff like that. So it it feels like Jason Bateman's character is more quote unquote creeped out by him than his wife uh, is. Um, and he keeps like saying, you know, why are you so nice to him? Uh, they have a dinner party with the amazing Busy Phillips and other people, and they kind of discuss it. And he's like, I'm gonna have to have like a talk with him because I don't, you know, I, I have no intention to continue this friendship. Uh, so for some reason, they end up going to a dinner party 
that Gordo that Gordo has put on, you know, with supposedly them and another couple. Uh, and it's this gorgeous house, and of course the other couple canceled the last second or something. And mind you, it's a lavish, lavish uh, bed. It's a McMansion, basically it's gorgeous. Um, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, what does he do for a living?" Blah 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 blah. blah. And Gordo like excuses himself really fast because he gets a call. Um, and they're like, "What the hell's going on? Did he just leave us in his house?" You know. So they start talking about him. Yeah, and then again, he starts mentioning to his wife that how he's really weird and that he feels like Gordo is actually infatuated with his wife and that all he wants to do is be like him and be with his wife and he starts imitating him, you know, like a high school bully. Uh, then he shows up and and Jason Bateman starts asking him questions. He's like, what do you do? What do you do for a living? And what do you do uh, to basically afford this house? And every question that Jason throws at him, Gordo deflects it with something else. Right. And there's a lot of people like that in real life that likes to get information from other people. But as soon as you like ask them about them, they're like, well, it's not about me, or they mm -hmm. quickly change the subject, yeah, yeah. and it's very one-sided. Uh, and he comes up to the confession where he's like, look, I'm going to confess to you guys. You caught me in a lie. I'm divorcing my wife. This is her house. Uh, she owns everything, so if she tells me to jump, I have to say how high and it's basically the issue that I'm going through right now and the reason why I took this phone call wasn't work related it was actually fighting with my with my wife Jason Bateman doesn't buy it yeah like he's at this point he's had enough uh, he feels like it's time to just let him just tell him straight out that we don't want to continue on a friendship you know and that that conversation happened off screen uh, but um, you know, he just had to, to tell him straight out. And from the audience perspective, you kind of understand where he's coming from at that point, at least. Uh, but I don't think uh, Gordo took it very well. Pause that. We're going to focus on Jason Bateman getting a job and he's trying to get a promotion where he finds out that it's between him and someone else named Danny McDonald. And when he finds out the guy's name, he writes it down on a piece of paper and puts it away. Back to Gordo and and this whole incident. Um, the wife starts investigating. The wife starts investigating. The dog goes missing. Remember? Right. The dog. Uh, yes. After the dog goes missing. After the dog goes missing, Jason is like, "That's him. It has to be him. He's fucking with us. He's messing with our minds and this and that." And then his. Wife is like, but why is he going through these extreme measures to do this? I mean, yeah, like people fall out of friendships every day. But to get to this level, I think it's something a lot more. So she starts pressuring Jason about what's going on. And Jason just cuts her off. And he's he's like, look, this is just a kid from high school. I don't want to deal with him. Like, just drop it. This is my decision. The, the sternness that he he shows towards his wife about this uh, is a little a little appalling. Um, but the dog the dog comes back. Uh, there's really no explanation if 
he took him or not. He probably did. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of fast forward. Like they start have they have a good year. Christmas goes by. Uh, they get pregnant. They get pregnant. Um, but and I they guess have, they have a baby shower. Right. I guess that's still in her mind during the baby shower. And another old friend. I don't know if it was Jason Bateman's sister. I want to say it's his sister. She. Um, they're walking. The the wife and her are walking, and and she kind of you know brings up exactly what happened. What happened with Gordo. And that's when she she tells him that, or she tells her that um, Jason Bateman's character and someone else uh, saw him being molested by an older man in a car, and they saved him. Uh, but then all these rumors started at school about him being gay, um, and he left. He had a breakdown. They had to send him away. Um, so she continued to investigate, and that's where she found the folders uh, where there was a file about him, uh, Gordy, and, and... Danny McDonald. And happened to be Danny McDonald, which you picked up on, the, mm-hmm. the guy that he was going after that So job. she doesn't pay attention to Danny McDonald, but she gets a file of Gordo, and it's literally like a background of his police records, his past history, everything about... Uh, Gordo about his life after high school and he's and she sees that she decides to go visit one of Jason's friends who happened to be I think a chiropractor yeah it was the other guy that supposedly saw the the molestation yes with with him who played by David Denman from The Office and Angel so she she decides to make an appointment with him and she tells him, look, I'm not really here to see a chiropractic. I'm here to talk about Gordo. And he was very off-putting. Like his whole facial structure changed about it. And uh, so, you know, after a little coercion, she had to like kind of get it out of him because he's like, oh no, it's all in the past. I don't want to talk about it. But then he finally admitted that uh, they had lied. They they never really saw him, saw Gordo being molested. They started this rumor just because they could, just because... He was, like, class president, and his saying was, like, uh, Simon says. Yeah, si- Simon is uh, Jason Bateman's character. Yes. So he was, just, he was just a bully. He was an asshole. Like, he decided to pick on someone and started this rumor that um, ended up... Uh, causing this gigantic conflict between Gordo and his father. They said that they didn't exactly mention what happened. Supposedly there was uh, something physical that happened, but they never really got into it. Um, and it basically, up until that point, I guess, ruined Gordo's life, you know? When she gets home, she sees that she's having a, or that Simon is having a meeting with his Co-workers or his partners and they give him the news that he got the job that it wasn't Danny McDonald who got the job uh, because they found something in his record hmm. from previous uh, from previous job or something like that and he didn't get it and Rebecca's character is just pissed and he's like she's like you basically ruined his life you are a bully back then and you are a bully today and he was pissed about the whole situation. And he's like, look, this is ba-. his explanation or his reason was it's a doggy dog world. And sometimes 
you're in and sometimes you're out. And she, like he, he wouldn't take any responsibility for what he did and how how he yeah. hurt this guy's life, uh, which was very egotistical um, of him. Uh, and the and this is where like the previous scenes where he would shut his wife down come into focus. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, because he was a bully. He bullied her. He the the kind of heartbreaking scene was when she was ne- at the next door neighbor talking about all this stuff that she's finding out and the next door neighbor looks at her and is like why don't you just ask your husband and just, yeah. she just gave her a look you know like yep. she was scared of him and at this point you feel now that Simon is a bad guy of this movie and it's not uh, Gordo um... so yeah flash forward to another dinner party with all these wonderful people including the amazing busy Phillips who did not get enough screen time, in my opinion. No, she should have been the main star. <laughs> so, she should have been Simon and Gordo at the same time. Yes. Uh, and the baby. Uh-huh. Uh, so like they're, you know, having their dinner party, celebrating his promotion, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden they hear like a crash and they're like, what the hell was that? What was that? And they, a brick they, flies through the window and they, breaks the yeah. window. Uh, and they run out to see what's going on. And, you know, as an audience, we're expecting it to be Gordy. And, you know, they he this guy runs past them and kind of knocks one of them over. But they chase after him and tackle him. It turns out to be like the short, you know, stubby guy with glasses. It's Danny McBride or Danny. Danny McDonald. Danny McDonald. And he basically confronts him and he's like. You fucked me over. Like, how the hell did you get the information? Who do you know in this law firm? Like, you, you destroyed made it all up. my life. It was all a fucking lie, lie. And he hears a siren from the police. And he's trying to, I guess, realize that if he calls the police or if the police comes, he might be fucked over. So he tells his friends to let Danny go and run off. I, and that, that and it might have been a little bit of guilt because... Yes. Like, the guy would have, like, suffered a lot more than he's already, you know, than Simon has already made him suffer. Um, but that also told his business partner, basically, that what Danny, Danny McCaster? McDonald. McDonald uh, was, said was true. But before any of that could happen, of course, Rebecca's water breaks. Yeah. And, they, and she has a baby. Yes. And uh, something that we didn't mention, she came from a jog and she passed out. Uh, Simon, like, goes into the hospital. The baby has been taken off to the maternity ward or whatever. And she she kind of looks at him, you know, because they hadn't really talked since the the um, the revelation with Danny. Uh, Mickey D's. I don't know. What's his name? I'm so sorry. <laughs> McDonald's. McDonald. Uh and she's like, I know this is probably not the best time, but uh, basically our relationship's done, you know? And in the meantime, he gets a call from his business partner being like, uh, you'd better clean out your desk. You're, you're done. Yeah, you're we through. found out that you lied about Danny and it's not cool and it's something that I don't have any control over. So you got to bounce out of here. Uh, he sees... He runs to, to his house because I don't know... Maybe he figured that he could um, get information there or get, like, paperwork there where he can change his business partner's mind. But there's a gift. And he receives a gift, or three gifts, actually. um, And it's numbered one, two, three. 
the first one is a like a CD a and key. It, or a key where he realized he has a key to his house. Gordo had a key to, to their house. Great. And the second one is a CD that said, play me. And when he played it, it's the actual conversation that they had in the house that they were invited to the dinner party at Gordo, which we find out as well that it wasn't even their house. But we're not going to get into that because we don't want to spoil too much of it. That's a whole other story. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, him hearing himself making fun of Gordo. And the third one, uh, third gift is a DVD that also said, play me. So when he did, it's a video of what looks like to be Gordo in a monkey mask uh, hovering over his fainted wife's uh, body that she fainted, as we mentioned. Uh, It seems like he poisoned her, or not poisoned her, but like sedated her and kind of made the illusion that he kind of raped her and uh, inseminated her. But you don't see that part. It was implied. It was very heavily implied. So Simon bolts out, goes back to the hospital, and he gets a call from Gordo while he's in the hospital. And he's like, look, I didn't do it. Or maybe I did. Or maybe I did. Uh, And the movie kind of just ends there where, you know, you don't know if he did or he didn't. uh, And it's just the ending of it is this perfect guy who has, I I don't want to say intelligently or like played the system, backfires on him immediately, quickly, loses his wife, loses his baby, loses his house, loses everything around him, loses his job. For being literally a fucking bully. Yeah, the the thing about the ending that I liked uh, is when Gordo's talking to him is maybe maybe I did, maybe I didn't. You'll look into your, your child's eyes and you'll just know. You yeah. know what I mean? And the thing is, after that conversation, he goes to, you know, the maternity ward where the baby is, you know, is and the wife his wife is there getting ready to breastfeed him. Yeah. And he looks, looks at them, but it's not the baby's eyes that he's looking into. It's his wife's eyes, yeah. which I thought was very clever. And the look that she gives him, like you, you effed up and that, you know, Gordo didn't have anything to do with that. You know, he did that on his own. He was still a, a an asshole bully. He yeah. ruined his marriage, you know, in an alternate ending. I read, it does imply that he did, uh, rape, rape her, his wife, and impregnates her. Wow. And uh, but I like this ending where it leaves it to the audience imagination. Honestly, I like to think that he didn't. Yeah. Uh, not because a big fan of rape storylines. Uh, not only that, but Gordo is I don't think is that type of person. Yeah. Uh, I don't think is the type of person that goes all the way that far. Uh, watch the movie and tell us what you think about the ending of the gift. Uh, it's a cool movie. I didn't expect to like it as much. It did have a slow start. It was a lot to establish. But at the same time, it was great review at the end. Yeah, I agree. What do you give that movie? I'll give it 3.4. I give it 3.5. Sweet, 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 sweet. Awesome. So what are the movies and DVDs that are out now? So, okay, I have a funny story. But uh, let me get to the movies first. Uh, New movies out on Blu-ray this week. Uh, the Wretched is out. Um, 
The Valley of the Gods is out. Uh, that sounds familiar. The High Note and Max Reload and the Nether Blasters is out. Those looks look like the most interesting things. So, <laughs> uh, weird story about last week. Uh, for whatever reason, I said the music releases from like three months ago. And so I'm going to catch up. There's this week and last week, new music from Anime, uh, a new new album by Bronson, new album by Death by Stereo. Uh, Deep Purple has an album out. Glass Animals, who I really like, has an album called Dreamland. Great Gable has a new album out. In Hearts Wake has a new album out. Jason Molina, uh, Lil, Ki- Lil Kid, Lil Keed. Luke Bryan, The Microphones, Onslaught, Stand Atlantic, Takei Mazada, Victoria Monet was all last week. And this week, AJ Cook, Biffy Clyro, which I, who I really like, has an album called A Celebration of Endings. James Dean Bradfield, Jacob Collier, Kiazza, Alexa the Astronaut, Black Bear, Bright Eyes. Ooh, I love Bright Eyes. Has an album called Down in the Weeds, Where the World Once Was. Uh, really cool releases that um, I will listen to at some point on the um, Grams or YouTube 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 Musics. Awesome, that's a that's a mouthful. Uh, so you want to go ahead and play Six Degrees of Separation? Yep, and this is this is a tricky one. This is going to be another long one. I have it in my notes. I did not look any of this up. I was like freaking studying. You, you, you like posted an Instagram picture while I was uh, trying to figure this out. Okay, so, so it's Jennifer Tilly and Bernadette Peters. Awesome. Uh, Jennifer Tilly is, of course, uh, the voice actress from Family Guy. She plays uh, Joe Swanson's wife. Why can't Bonnie. I remember Bonnie? Bonnie Swanson um, with Myla Kunis. Uh, is it Mila or Mila? Did we discuss this I already? I say Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis, who plays Meg. Mila Kunis was in Oz, the Great and Powerful, with the amazing, and I think I use her every time, Michelle Williams. <laughs> uh, Michelle Williams was in the movie Take This Waltz with Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen was in Knocked Up with Katherine Heigl. Katherine Heigl, of course, starred in the first few seasons of Grey's Anatomy with Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey was in Scream 3 with Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox starred for many years on Friends with David Schwimmer. Wow. David Schwimmer <laughs> had a guest starring role on the revival of Will and Grace last year or two years ago with Deborah Messing. Deborah, Mas- Deborah Messing was on the Broadway show Smash with Bernadette Peters. And that's the six degrees of separation. You could have just ended it in in Will and Grace. Bernadette Peter plays Karen Walker's sister. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, but good to know. And this week's fact of the week: the cat in The Godfather was actually a stray. Director Francis Ford Coppola found the cat in the in the middle of a studio and handed it to Marlon Brando before the shot. The cat loved the actor so much that it stayed in his lap and purred so loudly that the crew was afraid that the noise would drown out the dialogue. <laughs> and that's the fact of the week, and you can do whatever you want with it because it's not mine. Belongs to cats. 
Yeah, well, uh, okay. Meow. Uh, <laughs> our podcast is a gift that keeps on giving without the creepiness. Really glad that you guys tune in and listen to us. You guys are awesome. And if you want us to review a movie, check out new music or whatnot, you can DM us at via Instagram, PressPlayAR, or email us at gopressplay2 at gmail.com. That's go press play the number two at gmail.com. You haven't said that in a while. Right? Uh, this has been another episode of Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, I'm Riz. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.